0: I mean, I love my parents. And you definitely
1: disappoint them. Yes. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Shit. What is up, everybody? And thank you for tuning in to Wasted Local Talent yet again. I'm Jed. (laughs) That is not Jed. I'm not Jed. And it's not weird because Jed is still not fucking here to record with me. So,
2: like, I'm not Jed, and here's two reasons why. One, I have hair. Yes. And two, I have personality
3: so true. <laughs> Y'all are so mean. Even and know we also have,
1: was it Try and Runner? Hi,
3: that's John Try Hello and How about everybody? Rurner. Gurus
1: of gaming invading <laughs> waste of local talent. Uh, Roger Gurus and Ryan. Yeah, we're actually going to do an episode with you guys soon. Oh, I can't wait. Hopefully. Yeah. If we can find a fucking day to do it. Because you are definitely on my long list of people to record.
2: Please don't pick like February or March. It won't be. I'm yeah. going to try to get you guys in before that. Nice. Um, Show but, choir season kills
1: me. Yeah, I bet. I bet. And I have both play of, season, yeah. Yeah, yep. both of your school teachers. Yeah, yep. we and we are busy men yeah. between that and the podcasting and you know Roger you're married and yep. you know, I Have
2: a wife, got a cat,
1: got a cat. Cats I have are, a dog. You have a dog? Dogs I have a are, dog, yeah. See,
2: dogs are a lot more da- responsibility Daniel than has a been wife w- and a cat together.
1: <laughs> yeah. Daniel, has been,
2: <laughs> Daniel has been woken up many a time by but, my cat.
4: Oh,
1: my God. That thing was... Uh,
2: that fucking cat, dude. How <laughs> <He's laughs> many you.
1: times like just, just destroyed my like, face. How many times were you pass
2: out on my couch and the cat wakes you up at 6 a.m.? A lot. Yeah. A lot. Almost every single night that I stay there. Yeah, pretty much. So uh, this
1: week, we had the pleasure of recording a band from Charleston called Jay Parade. And I know that Roger and Ryan here have... Probably never heard of them. I've never heard of J Parade. Yeah, so I'm excited to listen to the they episode. They're really, really cool. Um, you can find them on Bandcamp, Spotify, iTunes, all that by uh, just J Parade, and on Instagram, J Parade Band, and uh, Facebook. Just search for J Parade. You can find them there. And uh, why don't we'll you guys tell us out.
2: a little bit about Gurus of Gaming? So Gurus of Gaming is one of the uh, four podcasts currently under the thirteen. 13- Palm Trees banner. Goddamn right it is. God yeah, goddamn right it is. So yeah, here's right. an interesting, <laughs> yeah, here's right. an interesting yeah, fact right. about 13 Palm Trees. So there are four owners of, 14, of 13 Palm Trees, mm-hmm. correct? Correct. And like each of you is valued at like what, like three, four Palm Trees piece? Um, I mean, I would say. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, you'd have Michael at four. Michael's four Palm Trees. And the rest trees. of us,
1: you would, you would assume, are
2: three. You're three? Yeah. And then Ryan Wolfong is three. Yeah. How many Palm Trees is a jet? <laughs> uh, I guess we'd have to redo that math because it. My estimation would be about
1: 0. 0.5. Is that because he doesn't have any leaves? I think so. Okay. There's nothing sense. up top. That makes sense. Did not even no fucking coconuts either. <laughs> so so fucking so goddamn coconuts. nuts. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he is a nutless guy. <laughs> we sing a lot. Of, I sing a lot on our podcast. So I am going to sing a lot right now. Do it. Sing yeah, us so, a song. Sing us a song. So, gurus of gaming. If you are into video games, and we're going to be on the show here, hopefully, real soon. Uh, if you like video games and anything video game related, and uh, anything that's. Uh, Related to tangents, because we get off on those long a lot. long tangents. Check out tangents. our show. Long <laughs> tangents. Like, for example, our next episode that's coming out, we uh, we dive into lots of things like uh, music. And it's not a music podcast. We even have a special guest appearance by Topher from D&D content mm-hmm. coming up. Yeah. On our next episode. Yeah. So fun times, fun times.
1: Yeah. So where can, uh, where can they find all of your stuff? Instagram or Facebook? Or uh, or?
2: We are on Facebook at facebook.com slash gurus of gaming. Mm-hmm. You can find us on the Twitter at gurus of gaming uh youtube.com search for gurus of gaming please subscribe because we need 100 subscribers to get our own uh, url and we really want that and we're on twitch.tv slash gurus of gaming so you can follow us on twitch farms we streams a lot of uh, red dead a lot of fallout so you'll see him playing that a lot i tend to stream uh on twitch with pc but when i'm on ps4 i tend to stream onto uh youtube so lots of outlets you can find us we also have patreon check us out on patreon.com slash gurus of gaming so we can uh Get some monetary donations to find new ways to bring you new content. We want to get a capture card so we can. Uh, my goal is to stream if we have a capture card by then. I want to stream a Smash Brothers tournament.
4: Mm, yes, And that my, would be my fun. plan
2: is to have all four of the Gurus of Gaming hosts at the tournament, and I want to invite Wasted local talent and D and D kinda as yes. well to the tournament. And we'll have a nice little uh, be and a
3: good we'll time. We'll all Maybe. be drunk and we'll all be naked. So, so yep, you definitely yeah, speaking speaking you want to watch it. Especially if you naked. naked.
2: Uh, um, if if you donate
1: one hundred dollars a month to the Gurus of Gaming Patreon. Um, I heard that Roger will get a uh, a full size movie poster of him naked. Um, it
2: it's he's photoshopped into like the original Matrix poster, but it's yes. him naked. And if you get two hundred dollars, I've got another special treat. Have you have, are you a Seinfeld fan by chance? Me myself, yeah. I I dabbled in it a little okay, bit so, like a long time ago. You know but, the poster in Seinfeld of George in his underwear where he's just like in a <laughs> yeah, <hair> position? yeah. <laughs> so recently, Mike Leach, the uh, head coach of the Washington State Cougars. I'm a huge college football fan, by the way. Had a poster made of that of himself, and he hung in his office. And oh now apparently, God. you can't take him seriously during an interview at all. He sits <laughs> under it and just stares <laughs> at you. I will get a poster of that myself, and I will send you personally a copy of me mm-hmm. in that position wearing a diaper. Two hundred dollars a month. Two hundred dollars a month. Two
3: hundred bucks for a diaper. hundred bucks for naked. Yeah. <laughs> so you, <laughs> yeah. you pick your poison there. Yeah. Pick yeah. Your poison.
1: Well, to me, it's like you know, look, looking at porn or something. It's it's that anticipation factor. Yeah. Like you might see boobies. You it's might like, see a dick. It's like, like on off. It's yeah. Yeah, you 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 want that anticipation? Like the off is right. always it's better when you've seen the on. You're not sure
3: what you're gonna get.
1: Yeah, it, that's what sucks about high speed internet now. Like back in the day, like you're you're 13 and you're like dial up. You're yeah. like it's just loading down. You're like I'd say an anticipation when I was 13. dollars was I thing. Yeah, yeah, and you usually you just like fucking blow your load before it even loads the titties, like or they're I was, still pixelated.
2: When now, I was 13, <laughs> it's like everything had a credit card required, and I was like, man, I gotta watch. I gotta save and watch <laughs> Cinemax at like yeah, 11:30. Midnight, that way I can see some movies. Yeah,
1: I wonder if my parents will really realize
2: this fucking porn charge on their credit card. <laughs> they not know. I
3: can't search anything no, on Google that starts with B. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I really hope Mom doesn't try to search for uh, baking recipes because when she gets B, yeah, it's gonna come up movies.
1: Oh man. Okay, that got a little bit off topic. Anyway,
3: welcome to so, Gurus and Welcome to
1: Gurus of Gaming. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> All right, so this week, like I said, we have uh, Jay Parade from Charleston, West Virginia. Um, my name is Daniel, and uh, we're going to get to the uh, the episode here. But uh, first, I want to tell you about uh, where you can find Wasted Local Talent. You can find us on Instagram at Wasted Local Talent. Facebook, same thing. Twitter, at Wasted Local. You go to our website, 13palmtrees.com slash Wasted Local Talent. Um, there's an application on there. Go ahead and fill that out and shoot us over an application. Um, we are very booked up and very far behind on booking. Um, we're actually looking forward to or three new hosts. So if you're interested, shoot us an email at daniel at 13palmtrees.com. And uh, we're going to actually hopefully be recording some uh, or getting some uh, hosting coming in, hopefully, if people are interested and uh, get you some like. Lined up with some people and that way we can get caught up and get more episodes out to you um, So if you're interested, uh, like I said, Daniel at 13 palm Also, don't forget to check out worst kept secret They are the band that's playing at the beginning and end of all of our episodes except for this one because at the end of this episode There is a live set from Jay Parade But uh, worst kept secret songs called bender check them out on bands in town uh, by searching worst kept secret and on Facebook and Instagram at worst kept secret WV and now we will get to the episode and thank you Roger thank you Turn. <laughs> try and I, runner. Try and runner. that's yeah. I, I kept figure that out I his of gaming yeah. alter ego <laughs> my
3: voice changes every time I do Try I, and, <laughs> try
1: and, it's, and it's Runner. it's
3: fine don't worry about it
1: all right do you guys have any okay I'm gonna I'm gonna do a thing right here okay. before we get to the episode we play games uh, I don't I don't have any what's games. my favorite word wrap podcast love games <laughs> <Yeah>. love
3: games <laughs>
2: I, I would like for you two to have the final word. I never get the final word.
3: Yeah. Bull crap, you never get the final <laughs> word. I never
2: get the final word. You guys always get the final word.
3: I think we'll see f- you next time. Yeah, see you next <laughs> well, time the final word. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: doesn't count. Ryan, I'm going to let you take the first final word. I'll take the second final so word. So
3: really, you get the final word? <laughs> it's just
2: like just like Guru's of Gaming.
3: Um, uh, yeah, I don't really have much to say here other than uh, you guys should totally go check out Guru's Gaming. Uh, thank you for letting us do this little intro thing. Fucking hey Yeah, it's, it's cool.
2: So yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to play off my... Uh, the promised patreon uh, goal of the matrix poster of myself mm-hmm. i know kung fu fuck yeah
1: what's up everybody i'm daniel and i'm jed and today we're wasting our talent with dave jonathan and josh from J parade J parade. parade nice how'd you guys get that name dave i believe
5: you have something prepared for this i, I yeah. have prepared the <laughs> state notes out standard <laughs> standard preparation for this uh yeah so <clears throat> jay was a like a derogatory term and in, in like the 20s or something uh that's where the term jaywalker came from I, I guess like cars were just starting to take off at the time and streets prior to cars being there were more uh, for pedestrians but when cars started taking over the road they wanted all these people to get out of the way and they uh Started using that derogatory term J and said Jaywalker. So, a J is kind of the derogatory nature of it, I guess, means that they're an idiot or something. So, we're a parade of idiots. That's fair. So are we. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Me and Jed are definitely idiots.
0: (laughs) It's a good thing you guys got to that before we did. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
1: This would be a completely different (laughs) different (laughs) podcast, totally different format. So, when did you guys uh, form? When did you guys start uh, Jay Parade?
5: When was it, Connie?
6: Um, I think it all went back to high school. Twenty. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we've known each other since high mm-hmm. school. Like we actually played in our high school show choir backup band, um, and then because Dave was two years ahead of us in school, and then we didn't hear from Dave for like a decade, mm-hmm. and then uh, he, he called was me dead up for decades. Yeah, it's <laughs> crazy. That's right. And he uh, he actually hey. sent me a random Facebook message one day, and it was like, "Hey." Uh, you want to join this band I'm in? And I was like, all right, but my stuff's broken. And he's like, well, I can fix it all. <laughs>
3: yeah. So
6: then I was kind of like trapped into doing it because he <laughs> fixed everything. And then uh, I think t- December 2017 is when we had like our first jam session.
7: 17?
6: Yeah. And
4: then no, 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 it has to be 16, 16? yeah. yeah all right. That
5: was just, yeah, that was like three, months ago. Months so ago. a little. <laughs> Coming up on two years. Yeah, getting close to two years.
6: And then we just started playing like shows like last October. So Mm -hmm. it's still, we're still relatively new and trying to get going a little bit. But
1: you guys are from Charleston, Charleston area. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm
6: -hmm. Is everyone originally from there?
1: Yeah, the
5: area.
6: Yeah. Uh, We're just north of Charleston. Grew up mm -hmm. in Elkview, Clendenin area.
7: Yeah. I've lived there since about. Two years old. So, yeah.
1: Basically. So, Dave, you play guitar, correct? Correct. And you do vocals, correct? Okay. And Jonathan, you play drums. That's correct. Okay. And Josh, you play bass and yeah. vocals. Yeah. Now on the, uh, I listened through the EP a mm-hmm. few times actually. Um, do you both do vocals on the EP? Like you do take song kind like an alkaline trio style, um, where one will do a full song, the next one will do a full song.
5: Yeah, I mean that's the way we. Uh, that's the way we started writing. Uh, When all this kind of started, me and Connie both kind of write our own songs and our own styles, and and Connie is Josh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, That's me. That's him. So we we just kind of write, uh, you know, our own stuff and bring it in, and we'll we'll form it a little bit. We try to arrange it as a band and and get it exactly where we want it. Uh, But for the most part, it retains the style and vision of the original writer. Uh, as opposed to trying to do a bunch of group writing sessions mm-hmm. and things like that, because I've had a lot of trouble with that in the past. It's difficult mm-hmm. to oh, yeah. to get anywhere, and it's difficult to produce quickly mm-hmm. with that. So, if you're the sole visionary behind the song, then you can, uh, you know, make it happen a lot more quickly. Yeah. And so that's kind of how we did it. So for the most part, if I write a song, it's, I'm probably the one singing it. And if Connie writes a song, he's probably the one singing it. But you know, we still like, yeah. We'll we'll sing different parts at different times. Like mm-hmm. I might do a chorus or something while he does the verses. So do you let Jonathan do any of the writing? Typically, most bands don't let the drummer do anything <laughs> other than play.
1: Well, there's
7: we've encouraged you know. it. <laughs> we tried. He's <laughs> come with no drums written, so I have to end up. Uh, so you have yeah, to write the drums. So they at least
1: more. don't write because I get in the habit with After Atlas where. <clears throat> I'll write the full song and the drums. And whenever he changes the drums, I get pissed. Mm-hmm. It's like it's supposed to be that way for a reason. But obviously, you know, he's creative. You know, he's a better drummer than I am. Yeah. So he can hear things and do things that are better. Mm-hmm. So
7: I'm working on a couple songs. They've been in the works for several months now. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> but he is writing something, and we have uh, started recording a demo for it. So, uh, yeah, there's there's something on the way.
6: So and you
1: you have how many? Uh, you have two EPs out or two albums out now, or is one just? A,
6: one was just a demo album. Yeah, demo just album. kind of live recorded in our practice spot, just to so we can have something out there. Because you know, usually when you somebody wants to play with you, you want to give them something to. Mm-hmm. So they have an idea of
1: what to of expect, kind of what, what what you sound like. And the other one is called what? Uh, Crying over spilled coffee. Yeah. And that one came out. How long ago was that? Um, March. Yeah, March. Yeah, March. And, and you, you guys recorded with uh, Greg down yeah, there, didn't right. you? Okay. Mm-hmm. Does he have his own studio down there?
5: He has his own studio. He did all the, we, we record we recorded the you know the guitars and stuff ourselves, and mm-hmm. then uh, went there for drums and vocals, and he did mixing, and then we sent it off for mastering to someone okay. else. Cool. And it's a pretty slick workflow, as long as you can get Greg tied down. Yeah,
1: yeah. he actually seems like a really busy guy. He's a very <laughs> <Yeah>.
5: busy guy. <laughs>
6: Yeah, we were lucky we had, because uh, Jonathan and I both work in the school system, so we had Thanksgiving break <laughs> off, and that's when we got almost of all of it done, mm-hmm. and then from then on, I was just doing, you know, different, adding different stuff here and there, and going back and forth and mixes, so. Yeah, we added horns to Jimmy, so I you to start song. to add yeah, yeah, the right. way, right? Just on one afternoon, we got a hold of a couple guys from uh, Beggar's Clan, which is a reggae band in Charleston, and like, I think all three of us had, were writing parts, just driving, to The studio on the way there that day, and then we were like, Uh, oh, can you do something like this? And they're like, Yeah, sure. And then they just
5: banged it all out in like yeah. 45 minutes or Those an guys hour. guys were pros, man. It was awesome. Yeah, we were listening
1: to that actually earlier on the, mm-hmm. we were sitting, um, this morning, mm-hmm. and definitely brings me back to like late 90s oh, ska yeah. punk. Like, it's yeah, and that's a know, good example really too cool. of kind
5: of the writing process. Uh, Connie wrote that song, uh, in its entirety and brought it in and we we played through it a handful of times before it ever had lyrics i think and but then whenever it got lyrics i think it was after it got lyrics uh, that's when it turned into a ska song And i was like what if we did this kind of a uh, little riff during the you know the verse and from there it was like well we might as well add horns <laughs> yeah just yeah. but jo- yeah. just
6: jokingly in passing and then like yeah. the opportunity presented itself and the guys were down to you know come in and Mark it, it, it out real quick. So. so we're like,
7: yeah, let's actually add horns. <laughs> it's a lot
1: really different
5: well. than when it started, for sure. Yeah, it's very different. A completely different song. Yeah, we saved all those old demos. One day we'll be famous. And we we'll, can uh, release those. We can release the old demos. And uh, and still no one will buy and them. And still no I mean, one, cause one cause will ever not really listen good. to them. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys said that
0: you started playing initially back in 2016, and then you started playing shows back in October? Okay. yeah of October seventeenth yeah so were you guys just like jamming out building up songs throughout that period? yeah oh yeah, much. I mean like, we
5: we kind of immediately got together as soon as we started the band, we had no songs and we just played. Two or three covers. We were just like, let's do these three cover songs. Did we even ever actually We play never them? performed one? <laughs> no, because <ever. laughs> no, we were like, All right,
7: let's learn
6: these two songs and then it was like and you're petty... like, I forgot to learn it. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I was supposed to do that. <laughs> oh, God, to
5: it was like a Tom Petty song and uh, something else. And we we're like, let's just do covers and it'll at least give us some time to jam. Mm-hmm. And uh We played zero covers. Yeah, we've never, never played a cover live. But <laughs> then we were like, All right, well let's start writing and it's like as soon as that dam broke, we just prolifically produced songs uh, for a couple months. Mm-hmm. And we were like, well, we have enough songs. Like, let's just arrange these and we don't have to worry about the covers. And so, yeah, we were, we were, we had the, I think, an 11 song demo album recorded within uh, just a handful of months after we start, first got together and then started uh, considering actually recording the EP and starting to play out and stuff. So,
6: So when did you guys start working on the EP? Um, Well, we had some of those songs, uh, like when we first got together as a group, I think Dave and I both had like a backlog of stuff that we hadn't done with other groups we were in. And so we came in, you know, sharing each other, uh, those demos with each other, and just playing them all together, practicing, trying to work them out. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I don't know, I guess some point over that summer we decided... That would be the plan going forward because we were like, all right, well, we've got, you know, we'll have Thanksgiving break and we'll have Christmas break so we can, you know, try to peg Greg down and, yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> get it done. Because yeah, sometimes he'll be like, well, I'm going to Europe and I won't be back for like six months. And we're like, okay. <laughs> so, great. We don't get anything done. So, <laughs> we like, months. yeah, we got to hold him before November. And we're like, all right, this is kind of what we're thinking. You think we can get this, you know, most of this done these next few days? So, we started in November and then finished up uh, i think the most of it in december and then mm-hmm. from then it was just sending mixes back and forth and
5: yeah yeah it was nice you know we expedited it just by recording our own guitars and then we were able to go right into the studio and start drums day 1 oh nice and and, and shank's such a superstar <laughs> that he uh, finished on day 1 uh so it
1: takes our drummer like mm-hmm. six days for one song. Yeah, it's, it's just a constant battle between him and our producer. Yeah, like they just argue. I have videos.
5: Yeah, I mean Greg. Bad. <laughs> Greg definitely, uh, you know, he he'll make you redo it a lot. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think he was pretty impressed with Shank. I had to Until, make myself redo it. He's like, yeah. I
7: thought
1: it sounded fun. Like, no, I fucked up right there. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we actually ran into the same problem uh, after Atlas did, and because our producer um, was stage. Uh, what he, did, he ran the stage sound for Pop Evil and so he was always out on tour with them so last November um, we started re- uh, demoing studio demoing um, a single and it's still not done because he's been out on the road for like months at a time. So whenever he's back, he's got like six days, then he's back out. So we'll get in the studio maybe for an evening to get a little bit done. So it's just been a constant back and forth. And since then, what makes it really hard is that song song has evolved so much that we're like, okay, we're going to change this and then change that. And it just, it sucks, Yeah, really.
5: Recording needs to take place quickly enough such that you can't accidentally come up with something better to do during the song.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But sometimes taking your time though can oh, yeah. really help a song along and evolve. <clears throat> you know, you can hear new things and make it better. That's but why I think
5: I think it's good to play a song out for a while before you. Oh, record I agree. It. Yeah, that that gives you a lot of that workshop time mm-hmm. too. And uh, you know, because there's there's been plenty of changes I've made to a bunch of the songs we haven't recorded yet. And there's been changes I've made, you know, in the, in the vocal melodies and things to some of the songs we've already got on the EP. And it's like, well, it would have been nice to have uh, had that before. Mm-hmm. But it's in stone now. Yeah, but it is different now. Whenever I sing it live. Yeah.
1: So when did you guys start playing music? We'll go around the table. So Dave, when did you uh, when did you start playing guitar or what whatever instrument you started on?
5: Yeah, I started on guitar. Um, I think it was like fifth grade or something, and just I remember watching Andy Griffith play guitar, and I was like, <laughs> "Well, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen." I need to do that. Like so most people are like, I feel well, like we're, we're not awesome. going to get that answer ever Yeah, again. most yeah. people are like,
1: oh, you know, Slash or you know, somebody like that. And you're like, Andy Griffith.
5: I was like, literally fun. in like... <laughs> How old are you? Yeah, I think it was like, it was probably like third grade or something that I was like starting to get interested in. Uh, was Andy Griffith
0: on TV at
5: the time? Like uh, <laughs> like just coming out? He was, uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so my, uh, my parents would be watching it or something. I don't think I was, uh, although I am definitely a fan of the Andy Griffith show. But... Uh, you know, my parents would be watching it or something. And I'm just seeing this guy on TV playing guitar. And I'm like, well, that'd be really cool. I should uh, learn to do that. And what was what was your first guitar? First one was a Harmony acoustic that belonged to my mom and mm-hmm. probably cost like eighty five dollars. And I played that thing but back a long time ago. Right <laughs> when you got it, it that's uh, well. roughly three quarters of a million dollars in space. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm two or three or. Yeah, 300 years old. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was a harmony acoustic that I still actually have to this day, although it's not playable. It's, uh, it's in a display case. It's, uh, uh, like my dad built a, uh, a glass top display case. It's kind of like a coffin almost. Yeah. And the guitar sits in there. Huh. Cool. It's pretty neat.
1: So, Jonathan, when did you start playing drums or did you start on the drums? I started
7: on my chest, okay. playing <laughs> rhythms on my chest. What was it, Josh, second grade or... It's yeah, I used grade. to get in trouble all the time. Got in like, trouble our, a lot for uh you. Like were beating the shit out of a uh,
6: water fountain, just playing it, drums back yeah, there. There two <laughs>
7: classrooms that shared a water fountain and bathroom, and I would just go back there and get a drink, and just be like, <laughs> just doing whatever. <laughs> and I think I had a parent-teacher conference over that. <laughs> <laughs> like so this, this is, kid literally will not stop, stop beating the this. shit out of everything <laughs> around us. So and is then, that
5: what
1: made your parents get you a kit, or did you just?
7: I think eventually I just naturally gravitated toward it because I mean that's what I was doing on my chest so I saved up I think my dad said if I saved up half of the money for a drum set he would supply the other half so uh I got a CB 700 like uh blue drum kit the first drum kit I got I think it was like 300 Mm dollars it came with a bunch of stuff but that's the first thing I got and then I joined uh uh, middle school band with this guy because you were just like join band and I was like okay and then I ended up uh, playing in that middle school band high school band college band and uh, drum corps and indoor drum lines so started so. on my chest <laughs>
1: so Josh I know a lot of people don't really consider bass a real instrument that's um, right so <laughs> when did what you, real uh, instrument yeah, what, did you first? Start playing? Yeah. <laughs>
5: uh well you ever done anything with your life that's worth (laughs) noting here on the podcast Uh, not really i mean
6: i woke up today it's gotta count for something (laughs) uh but i don't know i just i remember when i was a lot younger like five or six i'd always wanted to play guitar and i had like a toy guitar i would play and i'm sure there's embarrassing home video footage of that somewhere um and then and then uh I remember my mom made me start taking piano lessons because she said I needed to learn to play that before I play guitar. But uh, that didn't really do any good because I can't play any piano now. That was like in <laughs> third grade. And then I think for my birthday, when I turned 10, I got my first guitar. And then uh, it's been downhill from there. Yeah.
5: Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I. Sp- threw it all away and said, four yeah. strings is enough, guys. Six
6: is way too many. But. Uh, yeah, so I played you know guitar and I'd actually play with Jonathan here, um, just after school and on weekends. And then uh, I think for I was in seventh grade for some reason I saw a bass in a store and started playing it and uh, got that as a birthday gift. And then um, didn't really I would just mess around with it and play along to like CDs or whatever. And then once I got into high school, they needed a bass player for the show choir, and I was like, I guess I'll do that. And then I think you know that's where I learned a lot about bass lines and. You know actually playing the bass as an instrument aside from just hitting you
1: know the root note constantly
5: <laughs> and try to start playing like these guys, yeah,
1: better talented yeah people yeah, I was like a, a weird progression for me. I started out on the drums mm. and mm, I wasn't that great. Then I moved to bass because there's really less movement. It's a lot easier, yeah, and then I moved to guitar, and I sh- probably should have stuck with bass because you know. <laughs> But yeah, uh, Jed plays violin. Actually, oh, that's really cool. So yeah, he doesn't Not, look like musically, you know, inclined person, uh, yeah. but you know. <laughs>
5: well, that's like yeah, he looks like he's got his you know life together and stuff like that. <laughs> I know, yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> Violin's like kind of a weird instrument though, because the uh, man, all the musical knowledge is like out of me at this point mm-hmm. in my life. But the uh, key is that what I'm looking for key that it's in maybe i don't know the tuning tuning of a violin like doesn't really transfer that well to Mm -hmm. any other kind of music Mm -hmm. so like you can't really just pick up sheet music from like something else and then just play it on a violin you have to go through note by note and figure out like okay what is this transpose yeah it's very annoying yeah
7: do you also play fiddle well
4: (laughs) yes
1: yeah (laughs) Yeah.
7: Play that, skin flute. That could start an <laughs> argument. <laughs> There's
0: really no like distinct distinction between fiddle and violin. I mean like mm-hmm.
7: the style of music.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. That's always what I liked more. Um, but I always found playing that was a lot harder. I always thought playing classical was a lot easier. Cause a lot of fiddle music is kind of not really inflection, but it's more the way that you're playing it than what you're playing it. So it's not really something that you can just put on a sheet and see. You kind of have to hear it try it figure it out do it Hmm. yeah
5: Yeah, that's what I kind of started out playing uh, you know surprising uh, considering Andy Griffith was my primary influence uh, (laughs) it was like bluegrass yeah I always like playing bluegrass and you know you you build up a lot of speed that way and a lot of uh, interest intricacy and and right hand picking ability and uh, but then I was like oh rock and roll is a thing and don't you also play the banjo poorly very badly, yeah. Poor,
1: poorly. I've tried that. Yeah.
5: I, can't, I can't get...
1: I'm not a good finger picker anyway. Mm-hmm. That's probably why I don't have a girlfriend. Um, <laughs> no. But, uh, yeah, I could never get it down. Yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not that good. I mean, I, I can do some decent finger picking on a guitar, but I just never pick up a banjo very often. But I am probably the best, like, worst banjo player you've ever heard. So <laughs> if you ever needed someone to just be really bad at banjo, just hit me up.
0: Yeah. So I have a... Uh, challenge I want you guys to describe your style of music using only famous actors
8: (laughs) famous actors
1: that's a good one I like that okay let's see you can't use Andy Griffith yeah
0: (laughs) you can use more than one it can be like a conglomeration of (laughs) actors
5: all right let's see Uh, hmm. challenge yeah this is definitely a challenge all right, so, so we got to get Danny DeVito big? in there. Who we need, like, the ugliest Danny person DeVito. we could possibly get. So it's like Danny DeVito. Who was big in the 90s? Uh, Not Danny oh DeVito. He's, uh, never yeah, big. he's never been Yeah, he's never been big. Who
0: was the kid from Home Improvement that voiced Simba? Oh, J.T. John, 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 Tom Thomas. JTT. Yep.
6: It would be, like, a homeless version of him, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, just soaked in cheap beer. Just, like... <laughs> Wearing Doc Martens or something. There you go. So like Danny DeVito and checkered shirt or JTT. Like. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Wow.
0: That is a graphic image I in mean, my I mean, if head.
1: somebody just described a band like that to me and I've never met them, I would check them out. For oh, sure. oh, yeah. You got to You got <laughs> to <take laughs> sure. yeah.
0: Now, is it Danny DeVito like... Purely for his ugly The penguin 90s from, uh, yeah, or like yeah, Danny Batman. DeVito's like rum <laughs> ham.
5: Yeah. Well, I mean, he's the same DeVito. He's just... Uh, off you know, his leash. Yeah, he's definitely <laughs> off his leash on when, on uh, when Always Sunny, but uh
8: Rob Ham. <laughs>
5: uh, yeah, uh, I think the early '90s one.
0: Early '90s DeVito you and know, JTT.
5: And yeah, I mean, kind of the, from the same era as the JTT thing. What I mean, he was penguin around that time, right? Late '80s, early '90s, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah was, I think so. Uh, yeah. You know, he looked just like a penguin. <laughs> <laughs> as much as you could possibly be, as a I hope he's not listening. If you're listening, uh, you're not. <laughs> you're yeah, but if you are, you're, you're gross. We all know that. <laughs> we just got one
1: less subscriber. <laughs> he's like, he's, I'm actually, out. he's actually funding this whole thing. So thanks guys <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh, David, like, we're done. This episode's never gonna meet the air. Hack it up. <laughs> So, yeah, he has to approve everything before we release yeah. it. I'll just cut it out and then send it to him. Right. And then Perfect. whenever he's like, cool, that's good, then I'll put it back in.
0: I guarantee yeah. you if we sent him an episode to listen to, he would probably end up listening to it.
1: We should try that.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: I'm okay with that. Okay. Yeah. Well, it, it'll, it'll be this one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be this one for sure.
5: <clears throat> I hope he doesn't hate me. I'd love Danny to be there.
0: <laughs> well, you saw like that uh, pretty recently, actually, he uh, – some girl like posted a picture of her going to prom with a cardboard cut out of Danny DeVito. Yeah. And so he got a cardboard cut out of her and went to like the Emmys or something like yeah. that. Oh, that's it was awesome. like this high school girl that he had a cardboard cut out of yeah. walking around some awards show. It's funny because
5: out of context that's horrifying. Oh yeah. 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 You're just but like in what context, is context, That's like the sweetest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I never really thought of it that way. Yeah, yeah, that's that kinda, would be it's real creepy. Over, like, what are you it's doing like, with this? Oh, this is just a cardboard cutout of some high school girl. Yeah, no big oh, deal. I'm just okay. creepy Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! I remember
1: that. I remember this going off that, the yeah. rails.
5: Yeah. It's okay. There that's are no rails. We yeah, no, <laughs> rails. <laughs> there's there's no rails in here.
1: When we sit down, well, we do, we know we don't sit down. It's like getting there's on Wikipedia, <laughs> yeah. just going down a rabbit hole.
0: Yeah. Do you guys have a Wikipedia page? Have you ever looked? We should make one. I don't one.
6: think so. We would do a it. Great they would job just it. delete it immediately. They'd be yeah. like, "Who? Why is this?" <laughs> There's so much profanity in <laughs> Absolutely this. Absolutely not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> About the Wikipedia page, though. My old old band, um, Darling Waste. Whenever um, was it? Two thousand eight, two thousand nine. I joined them. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Um, so we all had our. Display names, Facebook, all that stuff as like, you know, I was Daniel Waste and he was Lance Waste and, you know, all mm-hmm. that. Well, there was a Wikipedia page because they, back whenever they first started, had songs on YouTube, or not YouTube. <laughs> Everybody's got songs on YouTube. Uh, MTV, mm-hmm. like during the real world and stuff. So they had like gained some traction then kind of fell off for a little bit. And somebody got on the Wikipedia page. That's whenever page, they
0: picked you up. Yeah, they did after
1: that, <laughs> Way after that. And that's whenever it started to go way downhill. Um, but they actually, somebody got on the Wikipedia page for them and edited it. To where I was his brother because we had the same last name and Mm -hmm. they legit thought his name was waste and thought my name was waste (laughs) and thought that it was weird that my license said Bonner. Mm -hmm. uh, People are fucking stupid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the whole Wikipedia page thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That was just a random story from Daniel. Yeah <laughs> Josh,
7: didn't we let our it. friends edit uh, Mr. T's Wikipedia page to say that he had a tattoo of Fozzie the Bear? It stayed <laughs> up there for a long time because they couldn't <laughs> confirm
6: or deny that. <laughs> so they like, I guess it's possible.
1: <laughs> I we'll just leave it up. There. I've seen stories of people that will go they're like, they've got tickets to a concert, mm-hmm. and they'll actually put their name. In that they're a relative of that band, somebody of that band, and they'll actually get access by like, oh, I'm his uh-huh. brother. And the security guys, you know, they're for, awful security guys. They're like he'll they'll show them the Wikipedia page and they'll be like, Oh, okay, cool, go ahead. And Jeez. they end up being like really good friends with the bands now. Like it's, shit. I should do that yeah. all the time.
6: Yeah. You
1: know? I mean, okay, we'll know.
6: try that next time, Dave. Yeah. We went to uh, that punk and Droublick um thing show in Columbus. Alive. Yeah. And uh me and we went with another friend and we just walked, like, get something to eat. And then Dave sends us a message. He's like, Hey, I'm backstage. And we're like, How did you get back there? He's like, I just walked back
7: here. It's cool. Just come on
5: back. <laughs> Didn't you say
7: you were like a sound tech or something?
5: So, well, we were out, we were out in like the behind the pit. So, you know, we were 60 or 80 feet from the stage. I think my, I think Boss Tones were on or something. But I was like, When, What did I say? Oh, okay. I said, when Rancid is on, I'm going to be on that stage. And you said, no fucking way. I was like, when they go on, I'm going to be up on that stage. And, uh, you know, so I just immediately, from that point, they're not going to be on until later tonight, but I just immediately broke structure and walked away and... It wasn't 10 minutes later that I texted him. I was like, hey, look up on the stage. Like, stage right. <laughs> and he's
6: standing next to <laughs> Joe Escalante from the
5: Vandals, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who's, like, playing the music pictures, in between. Yeah. And, uh, and we're like, how did you get there? That's not
6: fair. And he was like, yeah, just walk back here. And there's just, like, some kid playing on his phone. And I, like, pick up my phone act like I'm talking to somebody. Yeah, I just went just back there and him. acted
5: like I was doing something, talking on the phone. And somebody finally asked me who I was and who I was here with. And I was like, I'm a sound guy. I'm here to I have to grab a cord and take it over to the – He's like, oh, okay, just get get what you got to get. And then I just did this and started watching again. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't, I'm not so, going to pick up a chord.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's too funny. We got to see, like,
6: Sick of It All,
5: and then the Boston's right
6: after mm-hmm. him. And then uh, when Rancid was coming on, they cleared everybody off the stage. But I got back Emericated. on
5: because I, I had to climb up the back of the stage behind that moving truck or whatever. But I did get back on the stage with Rancid there. But, yeah, they were weird about it. Rancid, I guess, has something in their contract that doesn't allow people to just I'm hang sure out with them stage. being,
1: you know, as big as they are, yeah. that they've had problems with fans, going, probably. You know. Yeah. So, that's everyone else is big, big Cool with
5: it. They didn't let other bands on there like Oh, really? Yeah, cuz the whole time we were backstage, like all the other bands that had been playing previously were just hanging out, you know, watching the bands from the stage. So, I have a bunch of pictures with, you know, a bunch of the different uh people in in the bands and even whenever, you know, whenever Rancid went on, they were like, no, no one is on stage. Yeah,
6: they cleared right. everybody off and then like set up barricades. And if you had an all access pass, I guess mm. they were just making sure it was an actual one and mm-hmm. really stringent about it.
1: Yeah, they were pretty serious about yeah. it. So you guys commented on the picture that we posted to promote that we we're recording you today about somebody being really punny.
5: Oh, yeah. This guy right here.
1: <clears throat> Jonathan.
5: That's right. I haven't heard any puns from <laughs> <yet>. That's right. <laughs>
1: and honestly, Jed, I'm surprised I haven't heard any you. puns from you yet.
0: I haven't had a good opportunity for any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. see, that's the thing. Well, it's I, think like... we should,
1: I think we should do like a, like a pun off between Jed and Jonathan. Oh, yeah. God. Just okay. riff them back and forth.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do punny jokes count?
1: Punny jokes. Yeah. And anything that, you know, involves a pun.
5: Okay. Hmm. Mm. That, that might be tough. Yeah. All right. I mean, you, you, yeah, can again, come, you can use your phone. You can use your phone. just not come be, organically, usually. Yeah, I, uh, I come it. organically. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Gross.
4: You, <laughs> 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 so. California cows. Yeah,
0: happy cows. Happy cows. Yeah. happy yeah. milk. I got you.
1: Just thought you should know that. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I shouldn't have put you on the spot like this. No.
0: Oh, I mean, I'm ready to go. Ready? I just, I don't.
7: I can't be asked to do that yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I'll
0: gladly drop a couple. Have you heard about the new Anti-Gravity book? So good I can't put it down. Mm, nice. Oh, so dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it be, yeah. <laughs> All right, what do you call
7: someone with uh, six eyes, two mouths, and four ears? Oh, man, I don't know. Tell me. Ugly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Fair enough. <laughs>
7: Why can't dinosaurs clap? Why? Because they're dead got you there yeah
8: <laughs>
7: did you hear about the restaurant on the moon I didn't the food is good but there's just no atmosphere <laughs> yes that's a good one <laughs> It's the
1: best episode ever
7: <laughs> oh man I wonder if I can think of
0: another one did you hear about the bakery that burned down Mm-mm.
7: business is toast <laughs> did you hear about the fire at the circus
0: it was intense <laughs> it was <laughs> <laughs> it was Yes.
7: Why'd the bicycle fall over? Why? Because it was too tired. <laughs> what do you call a uh, Mexican person with a rubber toe? I don't know what. Roberto. Roberto. <laughs> <laughs>
1: God.
5: <laughs> I think we've missed so the boat on puns, but you know, I'm glad we went yeah. into dad joke yeah, territory. Dad jokes is fine. It works. Oh, man.
7: Oh, what man, do you call an elephant that doesn't matter? Tell me. Irrelevant.
1: <laughs> Fuck.
7: <laughs> God.
5: I'm stumped. I can't think of any more. These shouldn't even be that funny. <laughs> but they are, they're they're really they're funny. Great. At least setting here in this yeah. setting is is uh makes them really funny. Everyone listening will be like
7: They're like, God, this is terrible. Yeah, hope this this please this stop. Part.
5: Please hope stop. This is over soon. But if they were setting here, they would uh they would get it. Yeah. Unfortunately they're not Yeah. Losers. Uh so so we've already established
0: that you guys have worked on a couple of uh you said an E P and then a demo album. Um Where, how would somebody listen to those? Um, Everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You you opened that can of worms
6: and now it's just going to keep going. Yeah, it'll never stop. Uh, Bandcamp has both of those recordings and then the EP is out on like iTunes, Spotify, Tidal.
5: I don't even know how many different Pandora. It's on Amazon now, too, right? Yeah. You can buy the album on Amazon, but you cannot listen to it on Amazon Premium, you know, Unlimited, Amazon yeah. Unlimited Music. So I don't
6: know how you get into that game. I don't know. Distro Kid didn't give us that kind of. I guess not. Sweet Amazon access. hit us up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys, it's uh, Crying Over Spilled Coffee by Jay Parade, and it's all yeah. on iTunes. You guys on Spotify, all that too. Mm-hmm. Spotify, Bandcamp. Um, and Facebook. Uh, what's your guys' uh, Facebook? Is it
0: just J parade? Yeah, J parade. J yeah. parade. Just J parade. Yeah.
5: yeah, yeah. We worked so really just type hard in to Jay parade,
1: have. And then it just takes you to Facebook. Yeah, parade. yeah, probably. Yeah.
5: yeah okay. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we we tried really hard to uh, not get any sort of ambiguous name that yeah. would have to yeah. be.
6: Yeah, I think that's what it is for Twitter. Just J parade. Instagram is J parade band. Yeah. Because there's someone else who out got there. It? <laughs> I don't know who got Jay it, parade. but they got
1: it. Well, it's like Twitter. We try to do. I mean, obviously, all of our handles are at Wasted Local Talent. Right. And Twitter, it's just too long. Uh, so I, I was toying around with the ideas. Like, do I call it like wasted talent, wasted local, wasted local? You know, like just WLT. local. It's local talent. It's just wasted local. At for local talent. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: could be anywhere. Yeah. Nobody knows. <laughs> We're local talent. We are.
1: I wouldn't really call us talented. I'm very talented. <laughs> Not in podcasting. (laughs) You might have chosen the wrong direction in life. Me? Yeah, I I figured that out a long time ago. I just can't turn around. Yeah, got to make a point. You know, if I'm disappointing my parents, you know, I'm I'm not going to prove them right. Yeah, so I'm going to keep doing it. (laughs) Remember
0: that first, the first time that I saw you play live was at that house party in Morgantown. Yeah, Jesus
1: Christ, I'm sorry. I I was so drunk.
0: I was standing like off to the side while you were playing, and he would like. Daniel would look over at me and like, kind of like nod at me, like give me that hey, you know, that trying to get my attention. And while they were playing, like the entire time that they were they were playing, I would just come up and just like put beer in his mouth, <laughs> and, and then like did, go did, back to the crowd.
1: Did I fall over into the drum set? That you did, night? yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah you did fall great. into the drum set. Well, we went to this house show, and there was a fuckload of bands on that show. It was up in Morgantown, and um, we were supposed to play like at seven or eight o'clock. And they're like, well, there's a band from out of town playing. Um, They've got to get on the road. Can you switch spots with them? We're like, yeah, fine. They're like, oh, they're playing at like one. I'm like, great. Yeah. (laughs) So we're like, what do we do for this many hours? So we just drank. That was the night that... And drank. I don't remember if
0: it was before or after you guys played, but Jess had to talk Spencer down
1: off the roof oh yeah he climbed on the roof yeah. our gold singer she was, it was yeah. like
0: three stories yeah. off the ground and she was like you are going to fall and he's yeah. like I'm good I've got this I've yeah. got this and she's like no you're gonna get yeah. down right
1: now yeah. <laughs> so have you known Spencer for a lot longer than I than? I met Spencer back whenever we had the cafe okay um, he had a band um, based out of Canaan Snowshoe mm-hmm. or not okay because yeah, Can- he was from Can- New York Snowshoe. right no, Wasn't he's he? from Weston. Okay. And he... Was
5: um, he like commuting or something or something later? Yeah, well,
1: what happened, um, he was in a band called the Skipjacks, mm-hmm. and they were like basically a, a punk cover band. Mm-hmm. They just covered, you know, any song and just make it punk. It was pretty cool. But their uh, drummer was from New Zealand, mm-hmm. and his visa ran out, and so he had to go back, so that band just kind of fell apart. Um, and I... Kind of had a connection with him whenever he first started coming around the cafe. Yeah. Thought he's a cool dude, and once that fell apart, I was like, "Yo," I was like, "I've been thinking about starting a band." So we started writing, right. and we start um, throughout twenty to last year, twenty fifteen, um, during like the last stretch of the cafe, mm-hmm. and we started recording that fall before the cafe closed. Yeah, and once, like literally the day that he finished vocals, the day we left the studio and drove him to Pittsburgh to go to New York, and that's whenever we mm-hmm. moved to New York. So from the time yeah. that we finished the the, our EP, our first EP. And we hadn't even played a show yet.
4: Mm-hmm. We got
1: the EP done. We wanted to release it before we actually played a show. The first show was on New Year's. And this was in, I think, early November. And he moved to New York. So he yeah. was commuting back and forth for all the shows, yeah. which was cool at first, but then it just, yeah. you know, having money to it's come tough. down and like any money that we would make. Yeah, because I was at the
5: first show. I remember yeah, being, yeah mm-hmm. we, we played at the first show. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing your all's first show mm-hmm. and, I think I was blown away at like how tight you guys actually were for yeah. the very first show. And uh, Yeah, I mean, we working with the producer that we work with, um, mm-hmm. Eric
1: Kirkland, like he's fucking 23, 24. The kid mm-hmm. knows more about music than most people that I know that are older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, whenever we went in to record, he also produced it and he wasn't just like, hey, we're just going to record it how it is. He's like, okay, change this and that. And then we'd, mm-hmm. you know, during practicing after that, we would, Obviously, change it, and it definitely helped mm-hmm. become tighter as a band. Um, but yeah, that uh, that first show—who was supposed to play that show? So did I set my friends on fire. Yeah, they're, I and said was
5: supposed th- to be there, and they—it was like I remember it was, had to have been a winter show, right? Yeah. Oh, it was the, New Year's. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, they and so got they got airport. snowed in or something somewhere. Yeah, I know
1: their their singer had messaged me because um, they—I I don't remember who contacted me um, originally to book them, mm-hmm. but. Uh, they had contacted me and saying that like, you know, somebody had, one of the members had gotten stuck in an airport Mm -hmm. because the weather was just too bad and the singer actually just messaged me directly. He was like, hey man, I'm really sorry, I'm stuck in the airport. So it wasn't like they just dipped out on the show which a lot of people thought and that's how Mm -hmm. we promoted it. We used that to try to pull more people in. You know, people people know I set my friends on fire. They're still pulling in decent crowds everywhere and people Mm -hmm. were pumped and a lot of people got pissed and left. It's like, it's weather man Yeah, you like can't you fix know it. yeah. yeah it's like you can't i'm sure there's been times where you couldn't go to work because the fucking snow was too bad mm-hmm. so but but yeah so what awkward silence awkward silence oh i Sorry. saw i saw you
0: staring at the computer and i no, thought you were like looking at something no i'm
5: just just I'm just going to use the bathroom. You guys uh, talk amongst yourselves. (laughs) All right, cool. Take the mic in there with you. Let's see what's going on. Oh, God, no, please don't. (laughs) Don't (laughs) Uh, It's going to be awesome.
1: We should do that. We should mount a microphone in the bathroom right above the toilet. So if somebody's got to go. Mic them up. yeah. Yeah.
0: Be like a mic'd up NFL football. That's, That's how I get the viewers.
6: At least get all the weirdos that are into <laughs> yeah. poop sounds. Cool, and. Dave's gone. So are you
1: guys thinking about kicking him out? Because he's gonna fuck yeah, <laughs> <for> that guy. <laughs> right
6: after this. <laughs> see, we just so, got to use him because his garage is our practice space. I gotcha. Yeah, and he buys a lot of the equipment, so we're just gonna like you know yeah. steal it
1: sooner right. or later. Steal it, there you go. So when did I see? I, when did Dead for Decades just stop?
6: Um. Well we'd had like just drama every once in a while somebody we get pissed off at somebody else and then um, it kind of blew up after a show one time um, and then we were like well we're gonna finish this EP and then you know we'll decide to do you know what from there and uh, I think Dave and I and then Bill were kind of like well let's just you know see what happens not really put any definitive statement out there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a couple other guys in the band were like, yeah, we'll just, you know. Because we tried to get back together and try to work it out, but there wasn't really anything going, like, songwriting-wise. And there was just, it seemed like it had kind of run its course. All right, yeah. he's back, he's back. All right, <laughs> got to stop talking shit about Dave. But, uh, yeah, that was, because uh, we did that EP. That would have been...
1: Oh, I'm gonna cut. I'm, we're just talking about Dead for Decades right now. We, so I'll cut all this out.
6: Because we were on a hiatus. Because Bill had to do. He was. Get, he's getting ready to take over the family business. So we had to take all these exams. He had to study for. us. So that's when us three initially got together. Yeah. So you guys
1: pretty much started whenever Dead for Decades was still on the out, but you weren't completely finished.
5: Yeah, Decades wasn't completely over, and then we were going to. Uh, uh, me and Connie had been. Talking or conspiring or something <laughs> to uh, hey we should start our own thing like a three piece punk thing or something. Get Doesn't it get always feel like you're
1: you're like you know <laughs> cheating. Yeah, you're like <laughs> cheating. Like you're doing something really really bad whenever you talk to a, a band member that you're in a band with about doing other things. It's like man, you kind of yeah. feel like
5: dirty. So I mean, and <laughs> the, me, the way we hand the way we handled it was there was no quitting DFD. Like if 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 Dead for Decades was going to go play something, we were going to play it. If yeah. they were still writing, they. We didn't do any writing for Dead for decades. We didn't do like any of the front end creative work. Who uh, was doing all that? So it was mostly Nick. Nick it's just insane. kind of refused to allow other people the that creative space. I've been in bands like that, yeah. So uh, I mean, I was responsible for writing guitar leads and mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and everyone that's, wrote their own it. their own stuff. Yeah, it's just he wanted to be the one writing the melodies and stuff. So. If I was writing a song in my house, it wasn't going to get picked up. Yeah. Like, no matter what. So, uh, yeah. I, I, uh, if you were in that band, you just kind of you took the song that they already wrote and, and you arranged your part to it.
1: See, I think that's like a really dick thing to do, but that's literally the same thing I do with my band. Yeah. Except for the lyrics and the melody. Like, I'll write some melodies, but I'm listening to you. I'm like, man, that guy sounds like an asshole. Yeah. And I'm like, thinking about it. I'm like.
6: I was actually going to point that yeah, out. Yeah, I do the yeah. same thing.
5: I mean, I think. <laughs> at some level it's gotta
6: be that though like when we'll we'll, we kind of we'll let I mean we have a lot of creative input with mm -hmm. each other's songs but we kind of we'll put a rough demo out and put it on Google Drive so everybody can hear it and Mm -hmm. then it kind of stays pretty close to that original idea but I mean yeah mm -hmm. I mean
5: that's what it's supposed to be like so I get to be like you Mm -hmm. uh, whenever I write my song and uh But these two still write their own parts. Yeah, I wrote one of your lead parts one time. Yeah, and yeah, and he's recommended good, really good sounding uh, lead ideas and things, and Mm -hmm. you know we'll we'll use that. And I think I added uh, two lines to Jimmy or something. I felt like the chorus needed to be longer or something, and and you know I mean there's little things that that end up happening, but uh, for the most part you get to be. You get to be in control of your song that you wrote, yeah. And but that that allows everyone that that creative outlet, yeah. Instead of uh, saying that, and and as a result, we have a really interesting mix of, you know, kind of genre bending. Uh, not not necessarily each song within itself, but uh, the band the band's genre is kind of uh, nebulous because of that. Because yeah. you'll hear a song like Jimmy, and then you'll hear. A song like a straight up pop punk song like Sirens or something, Mm. and and then you'll hear "Fuck People Let's Get Paid" or something, which you guys (laughs) probably haven't heard that one, but uh, you know, and it's just a straight up, really fast, modern fifty second, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, fifty second punk song, and you know, it's it's whatever whatever you wanted for that particular song, but there's no uh, there's no kind of turning a song down, yeah. Uh, we we play it and we make it work and and I think everybody seems to like that idea so far because everyone's got their own favorite song and they're all different but if we all wrote, you know, if we wrote the same type of song for everything then we only would have, you know, appealed to that one guy instead of... A lot of people. them are uh, 180 beats per minute though. Yeah. <laughs> as, it, as
7: it turns out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: st- I, whenever I write, like I I got in this habit of writing everything, I would start everything at 120 beats a minute in the key of D which was easy for me and I would do <laughs> all of that that way. Mm -hmm. Then I would just, at the end of it, I would transpose the song Mm -hmm. and then speed it up, slow it down, whatever it needed to be. Typically speed Mm -hmm. it up. But yeah, that's how I write everything, pretty much. right. Yeah. And I've got, Jesus Christ, I've got like a 500 gig external hard drive that like is half full of song demos. yeah. And probably never see the light of day. Maybe one day if I have an actual studio Mm -hmm. and could actually learn to play instruments band <laughs> yeah. and I can actually you know get those done but, but yeah and I just write whatever comes out it could be mm-hmm. like I've written I did some fucking weird dance EDM style stuff before I've done yeah. I've written country songs that nobody will ever hear mm-hmm. <laughs> style songs I would love to yeah. hear that I don't write lyrics though so yeah and that's what that's what my biggest problem is is that like, I'll write a song and bring it to the band mm-hmm. and how I structure it there's It's mainly it's more like a soundtrack than a song, so it's it's hard for the singer, our singer Zach, to actually write lyrics to it because there's not really like in a lot of them a verse chorus verse chorus. So he just basically has to tell a story and sing it, you know. So it's kind of tough. And I'm trying to get out of that, but that's just not how I write.
5: But even forcing something like that, forcing your singer to deal with that, is maybe creating something that otherwise Mm -hmm. wouldn't be possible to create. You know, Mm -hmm. like there's there's different approaches to these things that that will cause things to come out. And I think that's an interesting part or it's an interesting result of the particular process you subscribe to, Yeah, which I think is, uh, you know, it's just, it's how any given band does it Mm -hmm. and what they end up producing because of it is going to be unique to that process. Yeah.
1: Yeah. My whole idea behind writing a song isn't so much to like, I'm really big on songs that evoke emotion Mm-hmm. Like I love all sorts of different styles of music, but the ones that I really, really enjoy are just a song that can literally make me feel how that person's feeling. Mm-hmm. Not so much from the lyrics; it's from the music, and that's what I try to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like however I feel at the time. So, like most of my songs come out of really hard times or really happy times.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's like I know what a photograph looks like.
1: Yeah,
8: look <laughs> I at it you so much. Look right look at it <laughs> I can relate to that. Yeah, but <laughs> that's, emotionally,
1: that's how I write. You know, the songs and
8: look at this graph. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love that. meme.
1: (laughs) But that's how I do it. And you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, Mm. but like I'll let people listen to a, a demo that I write and be like, how does that make you feel? People that i know that have that kind of same feeling and it's always almost exactly how i was feeling at the time and that's to me that's awesome because i can actually do that and convey how i was feeling at that point in time mm-hmm. and hit somebody else so to me i don't worry about the vocals because to me I, the music touches me more than lyrics yeah so dave your biggest musical influence mm-hmm. band mm-hmm. person not andy griffiths yeah <laughs> so
5: <laughs> Yeah, well, he, he kind of set the spark in motion, but <laughs> yeah. I certainly wouldn't call him an influence anymore. Uh, I don't know. The the band that I've grown up and listened to the most was probably like Green Day, mm-hmm. and I think that still comes out a, a lot in the songs that I write, so it's hard for me to distance myself from them as much as I really don't listen to their new stuff, uh, new stuff as in the last four or five years. Like I'm just really not into anything mm-hmm. they've been doing anymore, but... Uh, all their older stuff. I love the way that they wrote, you know, and they're, they're really poppy kind of a sound, even since, you know, before Dookie, yeah. you know, they had a very poppy sound. I've always liked pop music and mm. uh, pop punk in general. So I would say them, but, you know, my m- more recent influence, probably favorite band of all time uh, is probably like Alkaline Trio. Mm. I love they, Alkaline Trio. Oh, I mean... The, the way they write the 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 feeling of all their songs like the the general sense of Alkaline Trio just really sets well with me and uh so yeah I try to use them for inspiration yeah. if I'm trying to think of the the next uh the next melody or something I'll listen to a bunch of their songs and uh do my best not to rip something off but <laughs> at the same time think you know Stand on the Shoulder of Giants sort of thing, you know? Yeah. That's happened to me a lot, though.
1: Like, I've actually written songs, and I'm like, man, that's I really like that. I like, write a part, and I'm like, that's really good. Then I'll start, like, forming a song around it. It's <laughs> a crap. I just then, wrote then, an Aqualine trio song. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, you know, three days later, I'm driving in my car, and I'm listening to a song. I'm like, fuck. Like, <laughs> my songs are <on> the radio. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? How'd that happen? So, okay, Jonathan, who's your uh, biggest musical influence?
7: Uh, probably 311, Chad Sexton,
1: the drummer. Okay. I've uh, done know. 311.
0: You have heard Three Eleven, probably. I can guarantee you that you have heard Three Eleven. I'll play it later. Okay. You just don't know that you've. You definitely it. heard their songs. Yeah, yeah. you they have. have for no sure one has made it to your that. age
5: without knowing their okay. songs. Just uh, you might not have in, ended up being in the ecosystem enough to know yeah. what you were hearing. I was a
1: shelter child.
5: Yeah. <laughs> I, I I'm not really big enough into them to know that I'm listening to them. at didn't get yeah. any given time either, but.
7: I just really dug. He always used a really tight uh, snare that just, like, cracked whenever, mm-hmm. whenever he would hit it, and I really liked that. And he, the drummer from them, or from 311, marched in drum corps as well, and he, you can kind of hear that, in especially some of their earlier stuff. Uh, and I think that's why he kept his snare so tight, so he could be more articulate and do, like, rolls and stuff mm-hmm. uh, precisely and crisply.
1: Crisp. Josh?
6: Um, Probably, I mean, I'd have to say Rancid. Like, as soon as I started getting into this mm. style of music, that was, like, one of the first bands that I heard, and I was like, all right, this is my thing now. And then, <laughs> now I do this. Yeah, <laughs> this and especially once I started playing bass, like, Matt Freeman especially, uh, <clears throat> just try to copy what he does. Like, Jimmy, the yeah. bass line of that is basically a Matt Freeman bass
1: line. So. Matt Freeman is start singing like really good. Well. Yeah. Really, really, really good. Oh, yeah very quick so yeah like that whole
6: I mean that 90s like Epitaph Fat Records Mm kind of catalog was kind of like what I got into around you know middle school now they say like that's you know after you hit like 20 you don't listen to any new music which you know I listen to I think a lot of new stuff all the time but that was like you know what you always kind of go back to what's comfortable like what's always coming up on Spotify or Pandora uh,
5: Connie's our guy and the band is just into super esoteric. He'll put something, he'll he'll post something to the group chat every now and then. It's like, hey, uh, you might like listen to this. And I'm like, where did you dig this up? <laughs> I mean, there's <laughs> like, plenty of times what I've even is been this?
6: up to like 3.30 in the morning, just like, oh, this band, this guy was in that band, that band was in this guy, and that band was in this guy. I mean, that's how far down I go into that
5: pretty serious. He's got
7: one of those (laughs) boards on his wall where it's just like in his trying to track
6: down a serial killer or something. (laughs) He's
1: like, this guy was in that band. (laughs) And that
7: band was in this guy.
1: Yeah.
6: (laughs) And these bands were in that person. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for that later.
6: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have a question also. Who would win in a fight? Actually, no. Who would win in a sumo match between an angry kangaroo and Mel Gibson back on booze?
5: How big of a kangaroo? Like, are we talking to really Joey guy? or like yeah? A, those things get like, like a six, a normal seven size, foot.
0: like a normal size kangaroo like that mil- you would mil- see mil- at, like the zoo. Not one of those like yoked out yeah, kangaroos that you see like, like in the outback yeah. that like roll up got street on street smarts no. and like yeah. you Are we know, talking are, a cousin are,
1: that'll? Are you, are you talking Mel Gibson now or Mel Gibson like back when you know Braveheart years where he was like
0: back whenever he was like hardcore drinker like
1: just yeah I got you yeah I don't know. Does the
7: kangaroo get to wear boxing gloves or is it just?
1: They're just it's in just the right in up. the Thunderdome. No gloves. Yeah, no gloves. <laughs> no gloves. Yeah, no holds barred. Yeah, Mel Gibson's just on a bender and runs into <laughs> Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> like a 3-day bender, I don't, He's think, mad. I don't think
5: anything is uh taking out a uh a kangaroo on a mission. You know, um, wild animal. Uh, that's give uh, I, I give, it to, I give it to the Yeah, I give it to the wild animal. <laughs>
7: but <laughs> it's mean, funnier you, to imagine, <laughs> you know, Mad Max <laughs> in the Thunderdome <laughs> yeah. with a
9: kangaroo. With a kangaroo. Yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah.
7: Has this kangaroo been in scuffles
6: before, or is it? Yeah, is this like a kangaroo from the streets or like from the suburbs? (laughs)
0: No, I mean he's like a zoo kangaroo, but he's probably like the toughest of the zoo kangaroos.
5: So he probably came from the streets, and they were just like, "We got to keep him here now," you know. And they can't turn him back out. Yeah, they've been (laughs) doing serving a life sentence. Yeah, (laughs) got the program, you know, working the steps and all that. He's just like he could turn at any moment though. He's ready.
7: Yeah, flip of a switch. That's what I'm saying. I I give it to the kangaroo.
5: (laughs) This guy's got a story. We all know it, and it's uh, who knows what's in that pouch. Yeah, it's it's (laughs) bad news for Mel. That's what I'm saying.
0: That's fair. All right, Mel Gibson loses. Sorry,
7: Mel. If you're listening, sorry. So (laughs) So, so far, we've angry Danny DeVito and (laughs) and Mel Mel Gibson Gibson. in one episode. You're not as gross as DeVito, (laughs) but
5: but you're not as awesome as DeVito. He (laughs) is
1: listening right now.
5: Yeah,
1: Mel Gibson called my parents once and left a voicemail. Is that a true story? That's a very true story.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I need to know know. why.
1: So back whenever, you know, The Passion of the Christ, Mm -hmm. You know both my parents are are Christian, um, and they did a lot of work to bring that movie to West Virginia because a lot of the movie theaters weren't going to bring it in. And through what, you know, the uh, companies and things that they worked for, um, Campus Crusade for Christ and stuff like that, they were able to bring that movie in, and Mel Gibson called them and like i thought it was like a like a pre-recorded voicemail but they're like mel gibson called us today unless was a voicemail i'm like bullshit so i listened to the voicemail (laughs) it was back you know whenever you still had was it a voicemail there we go waiting for that one but uh but yeah like i i was like no no way he called it's probably just like a pre-recorded thing so i remember listening to it and he was like hey uh and he said my parents' name. It wasn't just like a mass thing. Mm-hmm. And then his dog started going crazy in the background, and he was like yelling at them on the phone. <laughs> so it was pretty funny. So it was it was kind of cool. Like it was, it's it's pretty cool. Neat. So it's,
5: like great. it's awesome. That's that guy called my house. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, probably got
0: really drunk one night, and he was just like, "I'm gonna call these people. I'm gonna call these people and <laughs> <laughs> thank them. I'm call, I'm call
6: them up really Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> if you see that kangaroo? <laughs> say tell them really if dirty. If you see that kangaroo? <laughs> 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 that He's <kangaroo's> a pussy." <laughs>
7: he's from so he would encounter a kangaroo I never. he thought
0: probably has oh man honestly I didn't even put that together whenever yeah. I asked that question
7: so he might be experienced in, yeah and,
0: that might give him a leg up honestly him, that
7: could
5: give him that edge yeah
7: he's dealt with kangaroos yeah.
0: before mm-hmm. probably several
5: perhaps <laughs> yeah for all we know that's he, he grew up like that's who he was beating long before yeah. he ever beat
6: uh, <laughs> you think he can still star yeah, we'll six not else. his number we'll just call him up and ask him right now <laughs> <laughs> we need to get a hold of that answering machine yeah. Daniel Bro.
1: <laughs> I don't think my parents have had a home phone in fucking. Yeah, is Star 69 still a thing? 20 years,
5: maybe.
0: I feel like there's going to be a lot of people <laughs> listening that aren't going to understand what that means.
5: Yeah, is Star 6 69 a yeah. thing? What They're is like, Star 69? Well, is that was, a dirty somebody, joke? <laughs>
1: somebody was telling me the other day that they, um knew the old, like, rotary phones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we had to spin it. Obviously, everybody here knows. Yeah. That's right. I know. You know? Okay. You look way, way younger than the rest of us. Because you haven't seen me with my head off. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, they literally had no idea what, like, how to use it. They mm-hmm. they would just kind of like, push in there and just and just turn it, like, a little bit, but wouldn't mm-hmm. actually, they didn't yeah. understand that you had to turn it all the way around and then that you had to actually pick up the phone first and right. then dial it. They were yeah. dialing it and then picking up the phone.
5: That's funny. It's when crazy my, uh, to think that. When my <laughs> grandma first got a cell phone, she was so confused because she would hit, like, the green button. Yeah. You know, thinking that she would get a dial tone that she could start, and then she could start start the dialing process. Yeah. And I remember her just being basically stranded or something. Because she couldn't use her phone? She was like, I can't figure out how to use this stupid thing. And You know, not long, but uh, I think yeah. she still had a – I think to this day she still has a landline. So I think mm-hmm. she, uh, you know, jumped on the landline and called my mom or called someone saying, somebody's going to have to explain this thing to me. <laughs> <laughs> I've pushed this green button, no dial tone, can't get an operator, you know. I remember whenever I was growing up, I don't remember
0: which one of my grandparents it was or if it worked. I'm pretty sure it worked, but they still had the wall phone. Mm-hmm. That had the hand crank.
7: Oh shit! Oh and like God. the
0: handpiece yeah. that you would hold up to your ear and talk into. And you'd you. Talk to Sarah and have her get Hello, you. Operator.
7: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for five. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I don't. Yeah, this is three. Look. I don't remember because I was so young. Like it might have just been decorative, but I mm-hmm. think it worked. Like yeah. I feel like I remember like watching one of my grandparents take a
1: phone call on that thing. Wow, at some point. Yeah. that is impressive. I yeah. remember uh, the first the first time my grandpa saw a cell or uh, not a cell phone, but a, a smartphone a screen on it and everything. I was over there at his house and I was on it and he was he came outside and sat next to me uh, to smoke a cigarette and he was like, What is that? And I showed it to him and showed him like what you could do with it. He's like, the only question he had for me, the only thing he wanted to know, he's like, Can you look at boobies on there? <laughs> <laughs> My grandpa's this old pervert, like he's great. Asking yeah, the important yeah. questions. I was like, Yeah, and I was like, you just pull this up, hit, you know, whatever you want, just type that in there and I just hit boobies and then Googled it, obviously. Yeah. And then there you go of course was, you can grandpa. he was like can I borrow that and I was like no no, <laughs> no, you, can't. no you can't you
4: cannot
0: you we're not getting list. you one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nope
1: <laughs> we are not getting you one of these yeah. but I thought that was pretty fucking funny oh so, yeah. yeah old
0: dirty grandpa <laughs> <laughs> yeah I figured I figured so. thanks for listening everybody this has been Jed hold on can you redo that you you like thanks for listening everybody thanks Everybody, <laughs> perfect. Better, <laughs> smartass. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been Jed,
1: and I'm Daniel.
0: And this week, we wasted our talent with
6: Dave, Jonathan, and Josh from, from J-Raid. Hey, that was fucking beautiful. <laughs> that was ridiculous.
9: Way back then in 2009 Where everything was simple and falling in line Never could I comprehend it I don't know how it started but I know how it ended And rearrange, don't go outside. Things are pale, dehydrated, and everything's stale. But I miss you, and you miss me. Too great a distance that we can't see, so here.
5: device the they st- make the store sirens the store makes <clears throat> hot mayonnaise hamburgers yep yeah sirens. that's how it, all right so we're playing I want to store. remember the song
6: names store.
5: yeah <coughs> all right this one's called uh, sirens.
8: sun (laughs) lying awake when I start to shake thinking of times we had behind us why can't you be cool Now it's easier to break the world around you than to put it into order, and it's clear that you like it that way from the way you come.
6: Instead of uh, Hot Mayonnaise, the song's actually called Hearts and Minds. and <clears throat> yeah, It's beautiful.
5: It's as beautiful as Hot Mayonnaise. <laughs>
9: Town home knowing the same thing
5: This is the, uh, hamburgers. the hamburger portion of this the song. Is called Hamburgers, <laughs> and we're going to stick with that. <laughs>
7: All right. Well, that one's 180,
5: so we yeah, Perfect. Um, All right, but
6: seriously, it's called Headache.
5: Yeah, it's called Headache <laughs> for everyone out there watching in uh, YouTube land. Ready? Yeah. Hot mayonnaise hamburgers.
6: Hot mayonnaise hamburgers.
5: That'll be the name of this set. This (laughs) session was called The Store Makes Hot Mayonnaise. Brought to you by The Store
6: That Makes Hot Mayonnaise (laughs) Hamburgers.
5: And Jerry's Famous Dental Butter. (laughs)